0: Ho 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 ho, it's once again that time of year to spread some spooky, scary, macabre cheer. Serial killer cryptids and more, giving nightmares, creeps, spine tingles and gore. So as you settle in and prepare for Santa's BE, pray you're not on a maniac spree. Ho ho ho.
1: It's it, Monday. It's Monday. It's morning. It's morning. It's the
0: And the, it's uh, a macabre Christmas, Christmas, Christmas special. Uh, hey. We everybody. rehearsed that for three hours. Yeah, we and I think we nailed it to be honest. Welcome to the Mall Santa's knee of podcasts. Monday morning <laughs> macabre. That's We're actually recording this. I think this that's the best way to explain. From a Mall Santa's setup. <laughs> Yeah, we're recording this right now from atop Amal Santa's warm inner thigh, and boy is he... <laughs> he's really chill about it, actually. Yeah, he's super cool. He's like, well, this is what they wanted for Christmas. I guess I gotta let he's, it happen. Yeah. A lot of kids are a mad at us A professional Santa threw it through. Lot of moms. Denise, I see the eyes you're giving me. She's There's a lot of moms staring at us mad, but you know what? It's not their turn. No, Denise. should have. You should have so, come before the last
1: week before Christmas. Okay, it's your fault for waiting.
0: Yeah, it's the Sunday before Christmas. You expect this to not be a big line? Sorry, Todd. Hey, your that's kid. not very ladylike, Denise. <laughs> yeah, mansplaining from Santa's knees. <laughs> is anyone uh, more uh, <laughs>
1: represent the patriarchy than Santa Claus?
0: <laughs> that's why I'm a Krampus fan. He's Krampus is a woman. Krampus man, is who gender knows? fluid, coming
1: to just. Absolutely disrupt Gender fluid He's disrupting <laughs> Like Silicon Valley right now He's
0: coming to Redistribute the 1% Baby Krampus is the only
1: Ally we have Against the 1%
0: <laughs> Occupy Fucking Occupy Krampus, North dude. Pole dude <laughs> <laughs> That one tickled Tickled me Tickled, tickled me pink
1: Tickled him red and green Baby Cause this is the Monday morning macabre Crimbo
0: special. It's the Crimbo Happy spin-o. Get Happy Chrysler, Merry Christmas. We did that last year, too. <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, every year from now on, I hope you guys are so excited for old St. Nick to trickle down your pee-pee <laughs> trees.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, Thanks for joining boy. the Cowboys under the mistletoe, because we're about to give you two fantastic Christmas specials like last year.
0: Yeah, we're both bringing a story. If you haven't listened to the podcast, you've shut it off, so I'm not even going to explain it because at this point you do not give a shit. I'm drinking a Maine Mule, which is a rum and ginger. Uh, It felt kind of festive. I'm excited about it. I'm ready to get into some spooky stories. But before we do that, if you are a Patreon member, 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 Patreon, you're going to notice that you're not getting a tent this week. But fear not, my sweet cherub children. We have... A little Christmas gift for our Patreon members for supporting the pod. We are going to support you right back. We have a new Christmas t shirt design that will be hitting the stores today as of this listen, which is Monday, the 21st. And it's pretty sweet, we think. And if you are a Patreon member, you will be receiving a free t shirt with the Christmas design. So, Patreon members out there, if you would uh be so kind as to message us either on patreon or our socials and give us your your addresses and your shirt sizes we'll ship those bad boys asap and you'll get them in like 3 weeks after the holiday <laughs> season is yeah, over yeah we're uh we're not smart enough <laughs> to plan
1: ahead for <laughs> christmas tent so uh that's, that's, that's sling and Dinger's fault. That's yeah, not our it's fault. Yeah, it's just, you know how big companies work. It's, you got to go through a lot of red tape. Yeah, it's a lot of, got to approve exactly it. And, the,
0: uh, the taxes on them we had to figure out. We it's had a whole to get thing. accounting
1: and purchasing to sign off on it. And God knows Marie and right. accounting has already gone on break for Christmas. Yep. Yes, so it's, yeah, we had to wait for that email to go through. <laughs>
0: My Christmas card got lost in the mail this year. I'm pissed about and it. And the holiday
1: Christmas. The, oh, my gosh. If we could invite all of our listeners to the Sling oh, Dinger's, the Sling Christmas, dingers party. Christmas
0: party. Oh, my God. It was it wild.
1: Was nuts. It was nuts. Dude, did you see uh, Jerry from
0: the warehouse at the party? He was... Oh, dude, Gear Bear? Gear Bear? was freaking sending me <laughs> nudie pics all weekend. Um, <laughs> So, make sure to send us that information and... That's enough intro stuff, fluff, Christmas. Gruff. It's Christmas. Let's, uh, let's get to the stories. Scones, do you want to go first or second? When I'll we go did the first. Sunday?
1: So if you remember last year, we talked about, uh, I brought the story of the Warminster thing. Yes. The Warminster thing too? No. Uh, I'm, j- I'm just recapping what we did last year, but I can't uh, remember uh, what oh, you okay. did. <laughs> if I'm being honest, so wow. I stopped in mine. I did the Sodder
0: family, the one solder of the family. craziest disappearances of all time.
1: Yes. So uh, go back and listen to that if you're interested in more spooky Christmas stories. And by that I mean really spooky stories that happened on Christmas. Yes. They're not like Christmas themed really other than the fact that they happened on Christmas. So today I'm bringing a similar story of something weird, unresolved, unexplained that happened on Christmas in 1885. And I'm going to be talking about the spontaneous combustion of Matilda Rooney...
0: (laughs) All right. I'm, this is the best episode so far. (laughs) Do not dispute me. This is number one on the, on the 2020 list of best episodes. Essentially,
1: did this woman who died in 1885 actually just suddenly burst into flames?
0: She just exploded on fire. Well, we'll get into that. Why isn't she, wait, why is she not our new God? (laughs) (laughs) This is, why isn't she our,
1: our Christmas? figure Why hasn't instead Nick of santa Cage claus played
0: her in any form or fashion this is you would be like oh and then explode into flames <laughs> <laughs> i know the exact noise and face that, that you put it <laughs> right in my right in my mind i love it okay let's i want to get into this shut up me
1: <laughs> all righty uh there's a lot online i'm going to be reading from a user post on unresolved mysteries the reddit page that it. we love you love everybody loves this is from a user called
0: Armchair Detective, which is a sick fucking Dude, name. he got that. Like, you know other people have tried to get it. You know he probably has a podcast, which... Yeah, he probably does. Called Armchair Detective. Is that the sweet name? Called U slash Armchair Detective.
1: Alrighty. This is called A Christmas Mystery. How did Matilda Rooney really die in 1885? I love it. Matilda Rooney died along with her husband in suspicious circumstances at their farmhouse on December 25th, 1885. To this day, the exact method by which they died is disputed. I mean, it's disputed, but I've I've already decided.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, the, it, I like the thought of her spontaneously combusting. But if you're about to be like, she was playing with gasoline and was smoking a cigarette when <laughs> suddenly she, and I'm gonna be like, okay, this isn't quite as cool. I
1: hope it's much more 1885, where it's like she had a black cat and she had her own opinions <laughs> as a woman. So she must have been a witch yeah. that exploded into so, flames. <laughs> so God must have struck her down. <laughs> it's like all right, yeah, that that tracks to 1885 America. <laughs> Literally would have tracked till 1952. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Patrick and Matilda Rooney were an elderly couple that lived at their farm outside Selica Oh no, Seneca, Illinois. Both were known to be heavy drinkers and had, at the time Love of it. their deaths, relinquished much of the work <gasps> around the farm to their farmhand and son, John.
0: John. John.
1: Yeah, John. John. The event on December 24th, 1885, Christmas Eve, listener. Christmas listener. Eve.
0: Ding, dee, dee, ding, ding, so ding, Santa Claus ding, is making the rounds, but at the ding, Rooney
1: house, uh, one of the Rooney's farmhands, a man named John Larson, was spending Christmas Eve with the family. He recalled later that Patrick and Matilda had consumed a lot of alcohol because they fucking partied, dude, during the evening. Because <laughs> they fucking rock. During the evening. It's way cooler than your parents. And he had eventually excused himself around 8 p.m. and went upstairs to sleep in the spare bedroom while the couple's son, John Rooney, returned to his home. Oh, by the way, everyone's named John in this because it's 1885 America. (laughs) Yeah. John and Elizabeth. John and Elizabeth uh, met up with John and Elizabeth, where they met with John and Jane. Junior. Sister of Elizabeth. Sometimes (laughs) during the night, Larson recalled walking briefly and having trouble breathing. He then drifted back to sleep and didn't awake till the following morning, December 25th. Christmas Day, dear listener, Christmas Day!
0: <gasps>
1: he found an acrid smell and a haze in the air, as well as soot on his pillow and around the bed. What the fuck? Hurrying downstairs, Larson searched for Patrick and Matilda. He spotted a figure lying on the floor of the couple's bedroom, which he noted was Patrick Rooney lying dead. Jesus. And then he fled the house due to the smell and smoky haze as he feared he would asphyxiate if he remained. While Larson alerted neighbors that something was wrong, he also alerted John Rooney, who then sent for the doctor. I like to
0: think. I'm already going to give you my theory. Ooh, wheels are turning. <laughs> Gears are I turning think. in
1: the Darst household.
0: Yeah, I think Santa was running late and he's like, I got to kick this shit into overdrive <laughs> and went so fast through the house that he left a trail of fire and... uh that was the end of
1: that. I think Santa went down the, the, uh, the chimney, but the fire was still lit. So he hit the bottom. He's like, ah, Ooh. fuck. And he started running around the house, lighting everything
0: on fire. He's like, Ooh, aw-ga, aw-ga. <laughs> <Ooh-wee>. <laughs> Looking for a Then he eventually found a bucket of water and he had a nice. Thss, and he went, ah. Uh. But by then it was too late.
1: <laughs> Everyone in the house was lit on fire as he ran through. <laughs> so then he ate the cookies, drank the milk, and went back. He just tiptoed out like,
0: ooh, <laughs> ooh
1: that's on me. <laughs> the investigation. Despite police arriving swiftly, it took until the following day for a doctor to arrive from Port Huron, Michigan to carry out an inquest. Dr. Floyd Clendenin later ooh. printed his account of the events of Chris Mears'. Crimbus 1885 in the Therapeutic Gazette in 1889. I don't know why he's printing his accounts. Imagine a doctor just being like checking yeah, out some Yeah, he's like, injury. this lady's
0: got a funky ward on her butt.
1: <laughs> your doctor just checking out like your weird like health reason and then just like printing it in a magazine that's circulated <laughs> all over and the country. releasing it to the like, public. Hey, isn't that like super illegal? It's
0: like, hey, this just in, it was hemorrhoids. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Upon entering the house, he observed an acrid smell. This person loves the, the word acrid.
0: I was going to say, that's, that's a lot of acrid. So, yeah,
1: he came in, there was an acrid smell, and he saw that the body of Patrick Rooney was lying in the bedroom. He was lying next to the couple's bed and appeared to have asphyxiated. The source of the fire that had caused the smoke that killed them was found in the kitchen next to the bedroom. A large table sat in the middle of the kitchen with a candle on it that had burned down one side. Next to the table was a large hole burned through the wooden floor in a 2.5 foot by 3 foot circle. Through the hole, the underside of the house could be observed through the pile of ash and bones. In all, the doctor retrieved a human skull, a cervical bone, some vertebrae, six inches of a right femur, and a badly burned ilium. Most shocking was the discovery of two badly burned but recognizable feet in Matilda Rooney's shoes.
0: That's So, <laughs> so her feet are still there Her Yeah it's just feet and shoes And then nothing Yeah literally
1: it's like Picture just like shoes And then the outline yeah. of a person in ash Right That's Which is super fucking Not <laughs> natural for a regular fire <laughs> You don't say <laughs> well, I just mean like a regular fire Like wouldn't burn yeah, The wouldn't entire person except shoes? the shoes And the feet Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Matilda Rooney had weighed around 160 pounds at the time of her death, and the fire had reduced her to just 12. Rude
0: of you to say.
1: Hey. Well, sorry. <laughs> it's not me. It's the doctor publishing this in every fucking media he can find. That's a good he point. He's like, she was 160 pounds, a 5 out of 10, and. <laughs> <laughs> and her personality was not great. <laughs> but at the time of her death, the fire reduced her to just 12 pounds of ash. The burning of her body Jesus. had caused the acrid smell. Oh, word of the day. Oh, no, three. We're getting
0: dangerously close <laughs> to canoe territory.
1: <laughs> and greasy soot residue that clung to the walls of the house. So, pretty weird scene. Yeah, I'd say so. Let's get into the theories as laid out by armchair detectives. The first theory, and of course, my by far favorite, not even close. The other ones stink. Why would I even read them? <laughs> The first one is Spontaneous Human Combustion, Spinal yep, Tap style. It.
0: They were drinking a lot. That makes me think there's some kind of fuel there. The official invest... Do you know how much you have to drink for your blood to be? <laughs> Do you know how fucking Flammable? boring 1886 is or whatever the fuck this <laughs> took place? Like, you have... Ch- okay, the highlight of your week is church. <laughs> That's how exciting your life is. All I would be doing is drinking.
1: Your life is literally who died from tuberculosis and let's get hammered.
0: That's, I mean, hey, uh, that's, that's the way to do it, baby.
1: The official investigation by the police and Dr. Klendenen, who has a horrible name, found that Matilda Rooney likely died as a result of spontaneous combustion of the human
0: body. That's such an insane, like, diagnosis. Hey, This <laughs> person had we have an no entire, idea. What- we have an entire police force and a doctor, so I'm buying it. <laughs> that's like if I was on a like someone gave me a computer and they're like hey what's wrong with my computer I would be like fucking uh, uh, spontaneous fucking (laughs) I don't know man error (laughs) destruction I don't know like he could have just said I'm not sure but he had to be like "Uh, (laughs) it's combustion
1: they also uh, theorized that her husband Patrick had been overcome with fumes from the fire and died from asphyxiation or may have already been passed out drunk and then died due to the fumes hmm In trying to support this theory, both the doctor and the police pointed to the large amount of alcohol, which included primarily whiskey, that the couple had consumed the previous day. The belief at the time was that the buildup of gases in the body and the raising of the blood alcohol level could lead to a risk of the body self-igniting as body heat and gases grew to a level that the body could not handle.
0: That makes zero sense, but I fucking love it. You know
1: how many times in college I would have burst into flames, dude? Like... (laughs)
0: Given fireball whiskey a whole new name
1: junior year of fucking undergrad dude <laughs> i would have fucking burned down the campus you would have several yeah times. you would have
0: exploded in the middle of that pizza shop ah uh, shout out to bell italia <laughs> which
1: i don't think exists anymore um yeah i think they shut down but this has been mostly disproven in modern lab studies boo in which an external mm. source of combustion is always needed yeah that's that's yeah. <laughs> this theory, much like the larger theory of spontaneous human combustion, has always been disputed, with few cases being unexplainable in any other way. So it is 1885. Yes, and maybe it's just like the police and the doctor being like, "We need people to stop drinking. Just say that they explode if they drink too much."
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a sick form of propaganda. That's way cooler it's than like
1: it's like, <laughs> like the health videos where the kid smokes pot and then like kills his whole family.
0: Yeah, and he's like, I think I'm gonna fly, bro. I'm so high, nothing can kill me. Yeah, and their dogs fucking melting into their couch.
1: Yeah, since you started smoking pot, you don't take me for walks anymore.
0: Yeah, that shit was like, <laughs> it's like, bro, that's because you're talking to me. I would never <laughs> Holy leave. shit,
1: this is good weed. <laughs> um, so, our second best, uh theory is
0: Moida. Moida? Moida. In the first degree.
1: Early in the investigation, suspicion had fallen on John Larson, who had been spending the Christmas Eve uh, with the couple. So this is the farmhand John, not the son John. Suspicion was also placed on John Rooney, who is the son, the couple's son, who may have stood to game by his parents' death. John Larson was later cleared of any foul play due to the presence of an outline in the bed he had slept in that night, which showed his shape, which supported his wow. claims that he had slept through the events of the night. Wait, that was all you needed back then, to be clear, of fucking Apparently, murder? Apparently, I'm guessing there was like a small level of soot that like h- had his outline. So you're saying
0: you wouldn't be able to just make that or artificially? like?
1: I guess, yeah. Their, I guess their logic is that he would have had to have been in the bed by the time the fire started in order for there to be an outline. But Doesn't he definitely sense. also could have just <laughs> taken a small brush and brushed an outline. <laughs> I was going to say. John Rooney, meanwhile, was cleared as no evidence could be found that an accelerant had been used to cause the fire and that the lack of signs of injury on his father, other than suffocation from inhaling the fumes of the fire. Okay. All right. Farmhand John Larson died over two weeks later from lung damage from the fire. His autopsy showed that he had a buildup of the same soot and greasy residue in his lungs that had killed Patrick Rooney. So, we have three
0: people dead now. Dude, due to an unknown... This is such an 1800s way to die. Like, They're like, oh, how did that family die? And it's like, the woman exploded. <laughs> like, <laughs> and killed everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what the... Just, uh, I don't know. Seems seems awfully... Uh, put a lot of blame here on old... old yeah, a lot of victim shaming. Yeah, preach,
1: sister. Yeah, it also just shows why you should always be thankful that Whatever time you're alive, it's probably the best time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. This has been the, this is the best time to, time to do it.
1: 2020 sucks, <laughs> but at least like your like mom isn't blo- bursting into flames and killing everybody.
0: <laughs> That's, you know, even my mother. Hey. Hey. All
1: right. Hey. Third theory is an accident. Much like spontaneous human combustion, it's been claimed that for some time that Matilda Rooney could have easily ignited by coming into contact with
0: a source of heat or flame.
1: That seems like the most obvious sentence ever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She might have burst into flames by walking into flames.
1: In this case, both the buildup of alcohol in her body and the wick effect, a process whereby the body's fat and clothing act like a candle to keep fire from spreading beyond it, would have come into effect. Oh, that's cool. The suggested source of heat that ignited Matilda Rooney was either the candle that was partially burned on the table or... A cigarette she may have been attempting to light from the candle at the time of her death. This would be the most plausible explanation. Boo. But at the time of her death, the theory of spontaneous combustion was more widely reported. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. That's what makes the kids happy on Christmas.
0: Yep. That's what spreads the cheer. I love it.
1: In conclusion, which is the way you start every paragraph in your (laughs) high school English class.
0: Wait, didn't they say never to do that? They did, but guess who did
1: it all the time? And also, don't start a sentence. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, don't start a sentence I, with and, and then you read a book, and it, like, there's. Yeah, and then every sentence or with but. Yeah. And I see that all the time now, and I'm like, well, I, but I was told. And I'm like, hey, teach. How come Ernest Hemingway didn't have to take a <laughs> Yo, fucking <teach>. English class? <laughs> the guy writes like an Got idiot, <laughs> according to that you. Guy looks
0: like a, like a goddamn idiot, you stupid. F- anyway.
1: In conclusion. It's likely that the case will forever be listed as unexplained due to the lack of quantifiable proof of spontaneous human combustion. I I don't know what you're talking about, writer. I'm already in. And the more simple conclusion of an accident around a naked flame.
0: Uh, That's dumb. I don't want to hear it.
1: (laughs) This person just writes, I recently completed posting five Thanksgiving related cases and now planning to write up several (laughs) that occurred around Christmas time. I would appreciate any feedback.
0: Hey, please read my work. Yeah,
1: that's a little plug for old armchair detective.
0: Hey, armchair detective, you de- you deserve it's the it. Armchair Congrats detective. on the plug. Doo, doo, doo. Yeah, uh, you're about to get swamped with so many eyeballs on your work. Yeah, prepare from for our the eyeballs. Massive audience.
1: The nerve of that guy is driving eyeballs. And that Scones case, of spontaneous
0: combustion on Crimbo. <laughs> That's, I like that a lot. That's fun. Uh, that is a not what I expected. Remember,
1: kids, uh, d- if your mom drinks a lot, be careful. Open, be open careful. a window.
0: S- <laughs> Scones texted me because we wanted to make sure we weren't doing the same thing. And he goes, I'm doing the fire lady, and I did not realize how literal you meant that text to be. Lady who go fire. Lady went fire in old time. <laughs> uh wow that's yeah that's (laughs) i it sucks to know that it's almost definitely not spontaneous combustion but i love that that's the uh the old time way of figuring it out
1: i like that well it's it's horrible at the same time but it's so 1800s that they blamed it on her they were like yeah "Yeah, Yeah, it's it's because she had a
0: drinking problem
1: (laughs) is the reason that she burst into flames
0: now everyone gets a church right now (laughs) go say the our father 14 times and maybe,
1: maybe you won't burst into flames next Christmas.
0: Ah father. Who I never have you ever heard of Bostonian church? It's Our father a who fucking I fucking father. Who burst into heaven, who kid? Fucking Our father, Billy Bells. Our father, Tom, Tom Brady. <laughs> hello be thy fucking football game. Thy kingdom come, Bill Belichick be done. On <laughs> Gronk <laughs> as it is in heaven, baby. <laughs> okay. Here is my story, Scones. Now, mine is pretty dark. Wicked dark, dude. A wicked fucking dark, kid. Let's, let's turn it
1: down, Christmas. Christmas is too cheerful these days. We need Christmas
0: to... went from happy and combusting to sad and depressing. Yay! This took place on Christmas Eve as well, <gasps> my dear boy. Christmas Eve. However, instead of the 1800s, we're going to 2008. 2008?
1: <gasps> oh, my God, 12 years ago. Obama, yes we can. Change. Uh, what else happened in 2008? Uh, oh, the Boston Celtics won the goddamn NBA championship, dude. Uh, what else happened in 2008? Uh, oh, uh, like the U.S. economy absolutely tanks. Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: the bubble, The sh- everyone shorted their mortgage. It was sick. Uh, but Steve Carell made a bunch of money off it because he shorted it. Hey, bigly. All right. December 24th, 2008. Mine also involves fire, by the way, but in a in a worse not as fun way <laughs> not
1: as fun as uh, three not people not as dying. fun as
0: sponta- no not as fun as spontaneous combustion it is not fun that all these people died it's fun <laughs> that some that a fireball took someone everything but their shoes <laughs> <laughs> too soon 1885
1: dude all
0: right december 24th 2008 the ortega family invited all five of their adult children and their families to their home in covina california a quiet low crime community about 20 mi- 22 miles east of los angeles The Ortegas, Joseph and Alice, loved Christmas, and it was their favorite time of the year to spend with their two oldest sons, James and Charles, and their daughters, Leticia, Alicia, and Sylvia. That Christmas Eve, the family played a boisterous game of poker, and the party was in full swing, but in the middle of their holiday celebration, the doorbell rang, and what unfolded next was incredibly gruesome. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it's going to be boisterous. Shortly after the doorbell sounded, police received 911 calls from the Ortega's neighbors. The caller cried, come immediately, they're burning down someone's house. Holy shit. The fire department was dispatched to the Ortega's house, but the calls kept coming in. Some even reported they heard shooting coming from the house, and when the police arrived at the scene, it was total chaos. One lieutenant said, quote, when I arrived, to describe it as apocalyptic would be accurate. Scones? Yeah? Today I'm going to tell you about the santa suit killer
1: oh jeez. it's gonna bum, give me the bum, willies because it was so yep. recent i mean 12 years but still i will tell you this like a christmas gift it does get wrapped up with
0: a bow so you will be around. oh shit
1: 13 years now it's gonna be 2021 like in a hot second
0: oh my god you're right that's that's weird.
1: fucked oh dude i'm like whoa, basically whoa, whoa. 30 can we get into the existential crisis that i'm going through and diverge from your story <laughs> fuck
0: <laughs> Oh, uh, you're gonna make the thirty and up listeners go. Oh, that's sad.
1: <laughs> I have almost no time to make the thirty under thirty for podcasting. <laughs> you're right we
0: we only got a we only got a couple of years together.
1: <gasps> every every one of our listeners uh, submit me for a thirty under thirty podcasting list. I don't know. Fucking like Vice has to do one or some bullshit.
0: Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> when police were told what happened, they were shocked. Also, this is an oxygen article. True crime buzz. Oxygen, consider me for your 30 under 30. <laughs> <laughs> so this is by Allie Ali Hayden The disturbing case of Santa Claus killer who massacred nine people at Christmas Eve party before burning down the home.
1: Oh jeez. It's like the, yeah, the it's evil like version of the movie The Santa Claus with
0: yep. Tim Allen. So continuing on with the story. When police were told what happened, they were shocked. Someone dressed as Santa had unexpected, unexpectedly arrived at the Ortega home and began shooting. In the middle of investigating the chaotic scene, police received a tip from a neighbor. She and her husband had seen a car leaving their cul-de-sac at around 11.45 p.m. I thought you were going to say a sleigh. <laughs> she and her husband saw eight reindeer in a <laughs> sleigh pull out of their cul-de-sac and fly into the air at 11.45 p.m. Ugh. After putting out an APB on the car, police started sifting through Ortega's scorched home. They found bodies burned beyond recognition, which were later identified as the Ortega, missing Ortega family members. A total of nine people were murdered. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's grisly. While police were investigating the Christmas Eve massacre, investigations in neighboring Silmar, California, were called to the home of Brad Parda, who returned home from a Christmas party to find his brother, Bruce, lying dead in a pool of blood. Oh, my God. Once they arrived, police found a single shot from a 9mm handgun in Bruce's head, there was a 9mm pistol in Bruce's lap, and a second 9mm on the floor. Police also found another bullet hole in the ceiling, and they believed there might be a second shooter at the scene. Looking into Bruce's past, investigators discovered he had an ex-wife named Sylvia Ortiz, whose divorce from Bruce was finalized on December 18, 2008, just days before the holiday. Police dug deeper into, the di- into their divorce to... F- to find out if it had anything to do with Bruce's death, and they realized Sylvia's maiden name was Ortega, which meant she was one of the Ortega siblings who had been killed on Christmas Eve. Oh, so he went, like, nuts? Basically. Police didn't think their deaths were purely coincidence. They believed their suspect was still at large, and when they performed autopsies on the bodies from the Ortega's house, they found all of the victims had been shot at least once with a 9mm handgun. On Christmas Day, police also interviewed Leticia, who said that despite the Santa Claus costume, beard, and hat, she could identify the shooter her sister's ex-husband, Bruce Pardo. Investigators then went back to Brad's house where Bruce was found dead and searched his car, which ended up being the same car that the Ortega's neighbors had described seeing on their streets after the murders. Inside the vehicle, police had found a Santa suit and thousands of rounds of ammunition. The car had also been booby-trapped to explode once the Santa suit was removed, and and though the vehicle exploded, no one was injured. Once Bruce's autopsy was finished, the investigators were able to conclude he had committed suicide and there was no second shooter. The autopsies also revealed he had horrific third-degree burns on his hands and arms, and parts of the Santa pants had melted to his body. Police believed he didn't initially plan to kill himself as he left no note. Around the same time, a man reported a mysterious car parked in front of his Pasadena home. Police ran the plates and found the car had been rented by Bruce Pardo. Though the car wasn't rigged, it was packed with supplies, including a computer, clothes, water, food, and maps of the U.S. and Mexico. Oh, so I bet he he definitely wasn't planning on killing himself then. No, he was not. Uh, Police believe Bruce had been planning on escaping to Mexico after his killing spree. Bruce's getaway car was also parked about 500 feet from the house of Scott Nord, Sylvia's divorce attorney, and police believe Bruce might have been planning on also murdering Scott, who resided over their, quote, somewhat contentious proceedings. Dude, fuck that. Imagine just, like... (laughs) I know. That's Just being a divorce attorney Yeah being like Any of these guys People it could sucks. fucking kill me Because this is intense <laughs> Yeah uh, In June 2008 Bruce Pardo was ordered To pay $1,785 a month In spousal support When his divorce was finalized Shortly before the holiday The spousal support Ended up being Wait ended what up was being his spousal rep- support? 1785 a month Oh okay I thought
1: you said 181
0: I was like that's not <laughs> <laughs> No No <laughs> Uh the spousal support ended up being waived <clears throat> as at the time he had lost his job in July of two thousand eight, Bruce's employer realized Bruce had been fraudulent fraudulently billing clients for hours he didn't actually work and was fired. So this guy's an all around douchebag. So it sounds like actually it doesn't seem that way. It's it's just a fact. It's a matter of fact. Oh, for sure. Uh he sucks. Uh, A reporter said that the divorce shattered Bruce Pardo. It became his obsession, and Bruce began to plot ways to get back at Sylvia. I think that he decided that he wasn't just going to kill her, but he was going to kill everything that she loved and take it, wipe it off the face of the earth. Yikes. Yikes. During his Christmas Eve killing spree, Bruce pulled out a homemade flamethrower to spray 18 gallons of gasoline into the house once he ran out of bullets. This dude
1: fucking is billing for work he didn't do, but he has the time and effort to fucking make a homemade
0: flamethrower. What? So, yeah. Santa Claus showed up at this people's house with a flamethrower and thousands of rounds of ammunition. It's like a... just my nightmare. Yeah. It's a Christmas nightmare. But Bruce didn't realize there was an open flame somewhere else inside the house, which led to an explosion that left him horrifically burned. Instead of driving to kill Sylvia's attorney, Bruce then went to his brother's where he killed himself because of how badly he was burned. So... Bruce's neighbor said, I still wonder if the suit hadn't lit, how the story would have ended. It may have been a much different ending. Like he would have got
1: away or attempted to get away. Yeah, like he would have killed
0: the, yeah, and killed the divorce attorney and then potentially escaped. In 2016, Letitia told Oprah, quote, I can't do anything to change what happened. Yeah, she was, she was on Oprah. Holy shit. She says, I can't do anything to change what happened. I can only focus on the future. This is what he's done. Enough. I'm not going to allow you to continue to consume us with your evilness. You don't want that anger to live within you day to day and grow just like it did with his monster. Did Oprah give them like a shit ton of money? I have no idea. I really hope but, she did. I mean, it sounds like she's got her like I mean, that's a hell of a of an outlook after a horrific incident. So good on good on Letitia. But yeah. that's that's the uh that is a t- just a just everybody's nightmare I think yeah in classic when it comes to Christmas related in classic nightmares. Monday
1: morning macabre fashion we hit you with uh, a goofy <laughs> light hearted like macabre story and then hit you with the and realest then, shit ooh, that, dark, that dark. could happen yep that's so horrible
0: yeah that's uh just fucking deal with it just get divorced and you know, don't I don't it's so uh, people people need to not be just the worst
1: people need to not be criminally insane
0: yeah that's uh i don't know i i think we're all on the same page here <laughs> i, I, I don't like know. to think all our listeners <laughs> <laughs> i I hope there's not Chained one people person like that who's like, well he had kind of a point <laughs> he was like, having a rough think, year <laughs> i don't think that uh i don't think anyone is thinking that so so that is the the case of the Santa Claus killer. That is the Monday morning macabre Christmas special, which is <laughs> that is
1: the Christmas special. Which is coincidentally fire-themed, <laughs> unplanned. Yeah, the,
0: it's a fire Christmas special, brother. You
1: should do a PCA. If you have a real Christmas tree in your house, yes. uh, be careful. Take proper precautions
0: because that is a fire hazard. If you have a washer and dryer, make sure to clean out that lint trap, baby. Yes. It's the number one cause of fires in homes. Weird coincidence. Uh, yesterday, I was out to lunch,
1: and uh, I was on the water at a nice restaurant. I used to get at a nice uh, outdoor heated restaurant. Okay. Um, Real brag. Yeah. Well, you know, um, and well, we do make you know like a hundred thousand dollars per episode on this podcast.
0: That's true. <clears throat>
1: yeah. Um. But across the river one of the houses on the water was completely engulfed in flames.
0: What are you, like the, the king of fucking Boston where you're just sitting across a river as something's lighting up in flames, eating Literally, lunch?
1: it was like, I've never <laughs> seen a house completely on fire before, and it's very sad to watch.
0: As I ate my...
1: Oh, but the fish and chips was bomb. burger <laughs> Yeah, I was
0: gonna say. <laughs> That's, uh... It's a no good, very bad day yeah, right there. Yeah, so
1: uh, I'm kind of scared of the fact that the <laughs> 24 Hours has been very fire-themed.
0: Yeah, I hope we're not bringing an omen in yeah. <laughs> some way to to Christmas 2020, but I hope everyone out there has a safe and uh, Merry Christmas 2020. You know where to find us. <laughs> On our socials? Fucking DM us. You won't. Merry Christmas. DM us. I dare you. We've been. We've gotten a few DMs. I know we've, we've done a bunch of uh non-listener stories the last few episodes, so we'll probably have to catch up on all the DMs we've been receiving. And I hope any of our fans that are Jewish had a great Hanukkah. I'm pretty sure it's over now. Oh, that's such a good point. Hey, sh- sh- shalom, baby. And, uh... el my dudes. Uh, yeah,
1: Darcy grew up in a very Jewish community.
0: I did. I was the only Catholic kid in a... Jewish, uh, very Jewish town. It was actually really pleasant. They were very wonderful to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, we hope everyone
1: had a great Hanukkah, uh, Kwanzaa if you celebrate it. What other holidays around here? Lunar New
0: Year is that coming up? Festivus,
1: festivus uh, for the rest of us. Hope you get out all yep, the grievances. All that, all that
0: gr- also, and remember if you're a Patreon member, hit us with that info and we will ship you a shirt for free. What is L- Lunar New Year this year? <laughs> uh, oh boy. I don't know. I do not know. Uh, but I hope you all have a merry, the merriest of crimbos. The crimbiest of crimbos. And a gift upon thee is a kiss for me. And um, so. we will, <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, send us your, your, your deets if you want free shit. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's not free on your uh, Patreon, ha- but yeah. Have a,
0: have, oh, sorry. My, my wife and daughter just showed up in the window in there. Looking, looking, fire! Oh, that's the theme of the episode. <laughs> that it's, and the word a reference. That and the word acrid. Wait, Jenny, do you want to say Merry Christmas to all the listeners? We're wrapping everything up. Jenny, say acrid. Merry Christmas, listeners. <laughs> I liked it. Perfect. And have a have a Merry Christmas and a good uh, good Monday. Oh. Have a good Monday. <laughs> Bye. Boy.